Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. Today's episode is all about self-worth and decision-making. We're going to begin by talking about what it means to have worth, what happens and what it looks like when we're disconnected from it, some steps you can take to reconnect to it, and then also how to then use that to then make decisions going forward. Because guess what? Sometimes sometimes our reason we can't decide is because we're not connected to our value. We're disconnected from our own sense of of worth and belonging. And that makes it impossible for us to know what to do because we're not connected to ourselves, to our truth. So when you are tapped back into your self-worth, it makes it so much easier to make decisions because you know what you want, because you know you, because you honor you, you're willing to hear yourself, because you value your own perspective, because you're not judging it erroneously to the point where you won't even let yourself hear yourself because you have so much issues with what you might hear or discover that you don't want to acknowledge because you don't value all of you, even the parts of you that are sometimes confused or conflicted or angry or mean or insecure or anxious or sad or imperfect or messing up. And so that's why today's episode will be so helpful because it'll not only impact your sense of self-worth, it'll also help you then know when to make decisions and what might be stopping you from making them right now. So this is where we're headed today. I can't wait to share it with you. But first, we will do our work when. Today, I'm celebrating a client of mine. We worked together in a resume writing capacity. And when we started working together, he was really doubting his own abilities to do the role that he wanted. But through using his resume to help us see the skills he thought he didn't have and the skills that he wasn't letting himself see, as well as the skills he did have and how he described them, through that process, he got more connected to himself, his value, and what he offers. I love looking at people's resumes because when I do, it shows me their mind. It lets me see how they see themselves. And so often what I find is people use their resume as a history lesson of their past experience. It shows that they're still in the mindset of who they've been as opposed to in the mindset of the person they're wanting to be in the role they're wanting to attract. And so I'm celebrating this client because through the process of working on his resume, He got reconnected to his value and he realized some new things about what he actually wanted to pursue, which did lead to some switcheroos in our resume because we'd positioned it for one 
type of role and experience. And then through our dialogue and conversation, he realized he was actually more interested in something else. So uh, I'm celebrating him because he is more connected to his value. He knows more about what he's after. He thought he knew, but through this process realized he didn't quite have it dialed in. And then through our conversations, he got clear on what it was he actually did want to pursue. So hats off to him and for everyone listening. If you're wanting to get support to help you bring your career to the next level, join me in one-on-one coaching. And if you're feeling like you're not really sure what you want next, that's okay. Coaching can be a way to help you get re-tapped into who you are. And so you can find the link to schedule a call with me to learn more about what our specific custom roadmap together would look like. Go to believeseed.com slash schedule. All right. Now we're going to talk about self-worth. As a coach, through my certification, through my different experiences coaching clients, and also through what I've read from other coaches and spiritual mentors out there, things tend to all come back to self-worth. Whenever someone has an obstacle or a success, it tends to lead to the theme Of self worth. And I've seen that show up in a couple different ways. People feel like they're not enough. People feel disconnected from their self worth. It can even go as far as to being almost a self hatred. And so all of these themes self worth or lack thereof, enoughness or lack of seeing it, and self hatred, they all relate to the same idea disconnection. Whenever we don't see our own value, whenever we don't see our worth, whenever we're in that space or in the space of self-hatred, it's because we're not connected to our worth, to our value, to the innate essence, the spirit within. We aren't connected to our own sense of fulfillment, our own sense of grace, our own sense of belonging. It's really about disconnection. So anytime you're like, oh, I have a self-worth issue, I'd invite you to reframe it to say, it's not a self-worth issue. It's a disconnection from my worth. Why is it important to make that distinction? Because a self-worth issue implies you have to build something. You have to create something. But a disconnection shows us the truth. There's nothing you need to create. It's simply about remembering the truth of who you are, worthy, significant, valuable. So that's why I want to talk today about self-worth because it's really this key to reconnect with ourselves, to get in touch with our souls so we can do our work in our way from a place of divine connection. Because when we're connected to our soul, what we're really doing is we're tapping into the greater aspect, that energetic essence of who we are, which means then we're able to tap into the energy of the universe at large. It is our cue to connection, not just to ourselves, but to the world, to the universe, to all that is. Let's reconnect, tap in, turn on, enjoy the beauty of being fully present in our own value in our own brilliance, in our own presence as being 
So that is where we're headed today. We can misconstrue this idea of self-worth. We can think it's something to build, which it isn't. It's something we already have. We have worth. Our self is worthy, but we forget it. So we disconnect from it. We don't have a clue into the worth that we have. Our self-worth, our ability to see it is missing, is blocked. How do we reconnect when we're lacking our sense of self-worth? What I find is it's less of something you have to do and more of something to remove. A lack of connection means reconnect. Well, how do we reconnect? How do we reconnect with the innate value that we are? We let go of the resistance. We don't have to create connection. We just have to remove the block. It's like if you have a kink in your hose and you're trying to water the garden, you don't need a new hose. You don't need to reconstruct the hose itself. You just need to remove the kink. You just need to get the little knot out that's stopping it from moving forward and the water will rush on through and create such hydration for the plants and everyone will benefit. It's not that the hose was lacking. It was just a little blocked. It was disconnected from itself. That's what we want to do is recreate the flow of ourselves within. Unkink our own inner hoses, so to speak. And really just allow ourselves to have that sense of value. So we remove the block. We remove the kink. Well, what, what does that actually look like? My favorite way there, acceptance. We accept when we're not connected as not meaning something's wrong with us. And this is going to tie into one of my examples that I'll share as well in a moment here. Acceptance allows us to release. If we go back to the garden hose example, if we have the kink in there and we're not accepting that it's there, we're saying, no, 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 there's no way that that's there. Let's just ignore it. Let's just force it. Let's just turn the water up. You might turn the water up, but it's going to be such force and it's going to be so difficult for the water to get through because you haven't removed the kink. You haven't released it. You haven't released it because you haven't accepted that it exists, that it's there. We benefit from starting with acceptance, which means awareness. We see the kink is there. We accept that that's the current reality because it's what's happened. And then we release it. By moving forward, opening back up, literally in this example, opening the hose back up, removing the kink, releasing it so that the resistance, that obstacle, that blockage is removed. Water flows on through. That's what we're going to do today. So I've gathered a couple examples that have happened in literally the last two days. Honestly, it did not take me long to come up with examples. Once I asked myself, and so that's another clue here. We said, how do you remove the block? How do you release it? Will you accept it? Well, how do you accept it? You have to be aware. Well, how do you build awareness? Ask questions. When do you ask questions? Well, I like to ask questions when things are going really well or when things are not working out for me. So I ask myself questions like, what happened? Why did that happen? What does it mean? And what I discovered through asking those questions was, wow, it really wasn't showing up for myself. And, oh, here's what I can do 
to remind myself of my value. And so it helped me come up with a way forward because asking those questions built my awareness, allowed me to accept of where I was at, release some of the pressures and lies my mind had been trying to feed me, and reconnect to my worth. And so recently I had a couple obstacles that I was experiencing, very little, but just little things that were kind of annoying me. Annoying is the word I would say. It was an annoyance, an inconvenience, like I was frustrated. And so I asked myself, okay, well, what happened? Well, in this case, the the first example I'm going to share with you, I have a journal and it's a new journal and I love it because it's beautiful and it's greenish blue, which is the same color as my brand. And it has little leaf prints on it. And my company's called Belief Seed. And so it's just really beautiful and it's vegan. And I have recently adopted the vegan lifestyle. So it just really checks all of these fun boxes for me. And I was realizing I wanted to explore my mind, understand some of the thoughts I was having. So I wanted to do some journaling and I saw my journal but I wouldn't let myself go over to it. And I didn't open it up. Instead, I just stared at it and then just decided to think it through in my head. But it kind of bothered me that I wouldn't go up to my journal and write in it. And so I asked myself, why? And what I discovered was, it is such a beautiful journal to me. I don't want to waste it. Which is kind of ironic because the point of buying this journal was so that I could understand and journal out some of the thoughts that I had to build awareness to my mind. So I wanted to write in this journal, but then I had this weird rule that I could only write profound thoughts. Like I didn't want to waste it on some willy-nilly thoughts and I didn't want to fill it with these thoughts that I didn't like. I just wanted to use it for sacred thoughts. And it sounded kind of nice in my head at first. I was like, oh, this is a special journal. So I want to keep it for special thoughts. But honestly, it was stopping me from using it for its purpose. It was blocking my ability to use the journal. And so then I asked, okay, why would me writing down the thoughts that I'm having without me really knowing where it's going be a waste? Why am I thinking that's wasteful? And then what I heard was, because I might not like some of those thoughts. You see, I had rules about thoughts that were okay to share and express to myself in this journal and thoughts that were not. Which is kind of funny because I want, again, to build awareness by having a place to write them down but I was filtering my thoughts ahead of time so that only specific thoughts could be seen in the journal. Like some thoughts weren't worth uncovering. Some thoughts weren't something to write down or share because I had a a shame around those thoughts or they they just weren't good enough thoughts. I was making it all about the value of the journal, missing the point, which was to connect with myself. I had forgotten that I have value regardless of what thoughts my brain has. I had forgotten that I am not my mind or the thoughts I think. I had forgotten that the point of the journal, the value is not in the journal itself. It is in the way that I use it, the experience it creates for me to be able to reconnect to my truth. I had been disconnected. I didn't see 
that the worth was there just because that I wanted to get to know myself. I wanted to also get to know my not self because so many of the thoughts in our heads are not self talking to us, but we can't really see it if we block ourselves from noticing it, acknowledging it, writing them down so you can see it and say, huh, that's funny. That's not me. I wasn't giving myself that chance because I was ashamed of the thoughts that I was seeing or might see. It was like, I didn't even know what the thoughts were, but I was pretty sure I wasn't going to love them all. To me, this represented me being disconnected from my self-worth because I was making it more about the worth of the journal or the value of the thoughts than the value of me and what I wanted, which was just to write down what I was thinking so I could see it, understand it, and release it. And I want you now to think in your own life of times in which you've been disconnected from your own value. Because pulling these stories out, me sharing my stories, is so that you can start to use it as fuel to uncover your own stories. It's such a simple thing to not write in a journal. But when you, when you help yourself see, huh, why was that? You're not assuming it was bad, but you're assuming curiosity so that you can understand why. And that'll help you to understand whether or not it has to do with worth. Sometimes you might find you don't write in your journal and it's coming from a place of self-worth because you, you realize by writing in the journal in that moment, your intention was to like beat yourself up for all of your issues and you don't want to do that. So the worthy thing in that moment is to not write in your journal. Okay, great. Then don't write in your journal in that moment. The point isn't that every time you write in your journal, you're showing yourself your worth. The point is why did you, or didn't you do that thing? That'll show you if you're connected to the worth that you are. Another example, and this is a silly one. Sometimes the silly ones are the most transformative because our ego doesn't create resistance around them so much because they seem silly. And so your ego's like, oh, it's fine to think about that. And then all of a sudden, you know, you uncover some crazy truth about you. That's why I love Disney movies. They're so simple. And childlike that your ego like is not on the defensive. It's just like, oh, let's enjoy this movie. And then all of a sudden you learn all these truths about yourself because your ego wasn't on guard trying to preserve its image of itself. Back to the example. My husband and I are located in Michigan and we have two stories. And we have two separate furnaces so that we don't have to heat the whole house if we don't want to. And so lately I've been taking my calls upstairs so that we just have to run one heater, but my office is technically located downstairs. And so I had a call that I didn't want to take upstairs because I really wanted to have my office. It has better acoustics. It's quieter. It has a lot of features that I really love. And so I went down to my office and it was only like 61 degrees. Maybe for you, that's warm, but I was cold, but I wouldn't let myself turn the heater on. And I thought, well, that's silly. Why can't I just turn the heater on? This calls only an hour. And then I heard myself say, I don't want to waste the energy. I said, well, what makes wasting, what makes it wasting the energy? I'll be down there. And that's when I realized, oh, I'm not thinking that I'm worth putting the heat on for even just for an hour. 
And it really just shocked me to notice that. I ended up then turning the heat on, deciding I am worth it. And I did. But the shock of the experience has remained with me. Because when I now say the phrase, I am worth turning the heat on for, it just feels so inviting. It just feels so true. It just feels like, yes, like my eyes well up at that thought. Such a silly little thought, such a simple little statement. And yet it's profoundly moving and touching for me because it reminds me that I do matter, that me being cold, I don't have to put up with that if I don't want to. I can turn the heat on for an hour for a call. I am worth that. So I ask you now to fill in the blanks for yourself. What are you worth? Notice some of the little instances that maybe have happened recently for you. Maybe you continually take on work that you don't really want to do, but you decide, well, I guess I can. So you stay late and you miss important things that you'd wanted to do. Or maybe somebody continually reschedules on you last minute over and over, but you just kind of let it slide because you know they're busy and it's fine. Like those are instances where you could say, I am worth turning the heat on for. I am worth saying no when my plate is full or when I've decided I'm done. I am worth these things. What is it for you? And I asked this in my workshop. And what came up was, I am worth buying clothes that fit. I'm done thinking that I shouldn't spend money on clothes because they didn't fit me quite right and trying to figure out how I I could lose weight in order to, to fit into my clothes. No, I am worth having clothes that fit. Another person shared, I am worth accepting that I have an impact on others. You see, she hadn't been letting herself own it. She'd been playing small, but she was now letting herself see she was worth allowing the fact that she had an impact. And through that allowance, through that process, you get to reconnect with you. You get to be brave, be brilliant, be bold, take action in a way that resonates with you, whether that's through audacious statements or soft, sensitive words or whatever it might be. You're worth it. So fill in the phrase for you, I am worth. Make it specific to even the littlest of things. I am worth turning the heat on for. I am worth writing in my journal. It can be so freeing. To recap some of these steps here. Notice when you're in an obstacle or when things are going really well. Bring awareness by asking questions to understand what's going on in that situation. Through the asking of questions, you'll uncover your mind. You'll have awareness. Allow yourself to be okay with being there. And that'll help you to release the resistance so that you can get back in touch with you. We're not building self-worth here. 
We're just removing the blocks, the obstacles, the conditioning, the not-self themes that come up and stop ourselves from knowing our worth, viewing and seeing and honoring our value. And from that place, when we reconnect to our value, then we get to decide. And I think this is another place people go wrong. They think if they see their worth, they've made a decision, but they're separate things. Like, for instance, my heater example, me deciding I am worth turning the heat on for doesn't automatically mean that I have to go and turn the heat on. I can then decide, but do I want to? In that moment, it was a hell yes, I want to. <laughs> I am cold. And another moment, it might be like, you know, it's, it's not really that important to me. It doesn't really matter. I, I can be fine. And actually, I kind of like the cold sometimes. It's, it's like therapeutic almost sometimes. Not in that moment it wasn't, but you can see here how we're separating the decision. In the example about the clothes, I am worth buying clothes that fit. When you allow yourself to tap into that worth, then you can decide, okay, so do I want to go buy some clothes? You deciding to or not to buy the clothes then doesn't determine whether you're worthy because you've already connected to it. You've connected to it, and then you can use that to dictate your actions, to dictate your decision. Don't assume your decision is automatic when you connect to your worth. If it seems like that, it might just be because it's so clear to you now that you're connected to your worth, what you want to do. But they are separate pieces. I like to separate them out because sometimes my mind thinks there's things I should do. Like, well, if I saw that I am worthy of saying no, then I probably should be saying no since it's after five and I was thinking I was going to stop work at five. But what if in that moment I actually was really enjoying what I was doing or really did just want to finish the task? It feels like I'm not allowed to do that if worthiness requires that I stop the task. That's why I separate them. I am worthy of saying no. Now I can decide, do I want to say no? It's deciding from a place of self-connection and self-fullness, self-wholeness, self-worth, connected to your value. And so I hope this helps. And really what we've covered is how to help yourself get back in touch with that sense of self-worth and then how to go and make a decision after you do so. So thank you so much for joining me in today's podcast. It's been a true delight. I appreciate you all for listening. Remember, there is that podcast gift bundle when you leave a review and you take a screenshot and email me at lisaatbeliefsy.com. You get access to the Decision Making 101 course, the Emotional Release MP3, and also the Take Charge of Your Career workbook. So that is available to you. And remember to subscribe to my email list also because I love to surprise my subscribers with free things, with special offerings. There's always fun things that can come through where the email list gets first dibs on it. If I have extra spots, I might share it on social media and such like that, but email list is the first place in and also sometimes the only place in. And so if you'd love to be a part of that experience and enjoy some of those things, make sure you subscribe. I have made it easy by putting a link in the show notes for you to subscribe. You can also go to beliefseed.com slash newsletter and you'll fill in the form there and you'll be able to subscribe to my list. All right. 
Have a wonderful one, everyone. You matter. You are worthy. You have value. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And if you loved what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I help my clients to show up and do their work their way with soul. Whether it's so you can excel in your current role or so you can figure out what you want for your next role and get that role, coaching can help you get there. It begins with a consult. Sign up for yours by going to believeseed.com slash schedule. This is your free call and it is that first step towards that new life, that transformation into you doing your work in your way with soul.